Welcome. You are listening to me, Henrik. I have started a podcast called The Honest Podcast that tells people how to live their lives based on my innate common sense and decades of doing the wrong thing twice. Together with a constantly changing panel of friends and other self-proclaimed experts, The Honest Podcast discusses interesting topics every month with brutal honesty and a lot of sarcasm. I hope you have fun listening to the podcast, maybe even get inspired, but I'll be very sad if you actually learn something. Enjoy. On today's episode, I try to mix it up a bit and not record it in a studio, but over a friendly dinner conversation, which is why the sound isn't great. But bear over with me as I get more familiar with being a podcaster and finding the soul of The Honest Podcast. On this episode, we're talking about the happiest people on Earth, the Danes. The Danes come from a tiny country called Denmark, squeezed in between Norway and Sweden to the north and Germany to the south. We're the home to the Vikings and used to be 10 times bigger, but fucked it up along the way. Now we're just 5 million people speaking one of the world's most ugly languages, but we're extremely happy. Actually, the happiest people on Earth, according to many studies. And also some of the biggest consumers of alcohol and antidepressants, funny enough. We pay the highest tax in the world and love to bitch about. We're also extremely proud of our little country, especially the people who never lived anywhere else. And if you look up fairy tale, you'll likely find a picture taken in Denmark. Everyone visiting Denmark loves it, and everyone who knows the Dane loves them. But why are the Danes so happy? What's the Danish model? Why do we have the best restaurants in the world? And why did Trump see us as nasty communists? To discuss this, I've invited three infamous Danes and master bullshitters to the podcast. Let's jump in. A warm welcome to one of the funniest people I know, Anders Bell. Honest, it doesn't matter if you're an LD looking for cheap wine or on the floor under the urinals at the best nightclubs in the world. You can count on Anders to be there right by your side. Welcome, Alice. And to you, Morten, an entrepreneurial legend that has started multi-billion dollar companies, owned newspapers, and a thousand other crazy projects. His presence goes far beyond the small borders of Denmark, but he also decided to stay home and hold the Danish flag high. And finally, welcome to you, Mick. Mick is also from Chiboran, like Morten, but much larger than life as well, with several international adventures up his sleeve. And Mick is another Danish hooligan that's similar to all the other guests. Have seen what's on the other side, but returned home to our beloved country. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Okay, first question, Anas. Yes. What is so goddamn great about Denmark? The greatest thing about Denmark is the taxes. The highest in the world, yes. 70 to 80% on every kroner earned. Yeah. If you earn more than 50,000, yes. you're, you're a top skip, right? Dollars. Euro, I, I guess, okay. whatever. No, no one knows kroner. No. So then you're paying up to 60%, right? Then you pay 25% VAT on everything you buy, 25%, right? already there. So, then you pay up to 3% on owning your house and the land that you live mm-hmm. on, 3% of the value of your house and your land. All of it combined, you're looking at 70 to 80%. Do you know that 70% of Danes would pay more taxes if they were asked to? And the reason why is the same reason I think Denmark is the greatest country on earth. Because what it does, it provides poorer people with lower incomes and less opportunities in life. And that just creates a very equal society. And I think that's a good society. Another thing you could say... What it also does, it creates a very safe society. Very common that people don't think about is that if you get more poverty, you get more crime. Mm. Because then people start stealing what they don't have. We don't have that. Then it's also a very safe country. And I think it's a country where we can be proud that we take care of our weakest ones. So I can speak from experience because I lived in New York for five years. I've seen the opposite and have returned 
years ago, I think I've appreciated Denmark more than I did before. Yeah. I truly agree. One thing is that we don't have homeless people to come in this hour. We don't have homeless people. We have a, so if you look at it, so if you take New York as the, as the opposite example, you pay city tax. But city you occupy the same tax. Yeah, exactly. Almost. But you have to pay your right arm to go to the But there you just don't get anything for it. You don't get anything. Yeah. You have even to pay to get your garbage picked up. You have to obviously pay to go Sometimes. to school or kindergarten or football practice, like going playing soccer as a kid is impossible. Anything you, you is pay, impossible. You pay more than our And God forbid if you should be get sick and go to the hospital, then you're done. Uh, and that's yeah, a big work. part of it. Your free education. You can study as many subjects as you want at the university. You can go to the hospital every day if you want to for the rest of your life. Some people do that, yeah. and we feel very sorry. <laughs> for them. And we feel so sorry. For Something them. must oh, be wrong with me. Is it your anus? <laughs> no, but I think I mean, the funny thing say that because my prostate doctor is <laughs> Meek's ear, nose, and throat doctor. <laughs> <laughs> before before you, you would use hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Texas is not a problem. No, exactly. Yeah, Texas is mine. We, we, get, we get why I like Denmark. Yeah. And I think it's because I've also lived in Asia, I lived in Hong Kong. And I just have to say, I think we've created the perfect society. We're like insanely rich in Denmark. Yeah. We have an exceptionally high level of median income. And maybe the highest in the world, I don't know. And we have a very stable and secure society. We have the highest level of education. Yeah, the highest level of education, the lowest level of thing. There's the most parameters you would measure, like how good is a society. And then we can talk about how people feel and answer questions that way. But it's like very measurable parameters. There's hardly any country in the world that be this. Child death, dyslexia, you name it, we're number one. And I think that's, uh, and I haven't even thought about why we're so successful. And I think it's because we're so highly educated. And because what we do, we can sell the world for three, four, five, five times the average price. So that's what we make so much money. And we'll keep making more money. But then again, intelligence and education, actually, the more clever you are, actually, the less less happy you are. Right? Because that's the fact. That's why if you're very... That's why Ricky Gervais said, it must be so fantastic to be stupid, because then everyone is so clever. Mm -hmm. But if you're smart, everyone's fucking stupid. So if, if you think about it, so, to my so, world. <laughs> so of all the I people, never thought about that. <laughs> of all the people that we know that's left the country because of taxes, yeah. it's always been Danes who lived here their entire life, and then yeah. they left. You never yeah, see yeah. anyone moving from New York and thinking this is bullshit. I'm leaving again. Yeah. They just fucking love it. Yeah. They love everything yeah. about it. Oh, you mean when foreigners move to Denmark, yeah. they never leave? Yeah. yeah. yeah that's true. And they don't complain about the yeah. taxes. Only things who have this easy yeah. and think that. But there's not a lot free. of really wealthy people moving to them. That's true. So again, we're we're back to we're back to the same. And also, we have beautiful women, which also has a big part to say about. That's how I landed my men moving to to Denmark, right? I, had a, I have a good story about my chairman who met through Morton. He called me up in the beginning of the pandemic. He lived in New York. He had two kids. And he said, give me three good reasons to move to Denmark. He also called a friend in Amsterdam and Kigali and asked them the same. And I said, high taxes, free education, free hospitals and hot chicks. And then he moved uh, within a week. And that is it, basically it, because that's another thing. If you go anywhere else in the country, girls aren't that beautiful. I assume he didn't have a higher education and didn't come from Pakistan. Ah, he actually comes from uh, India, no, okay. close by. Because we definitely make it difficult to get in. Yeah, yeah. But it's also there's another thing with 
people leaving and rich people coming or whatever. The thing is that we can each give a guess. I don't think the number is here, but I would say beyond plus 50% of the people who moved out, they come back around when their kids are six or seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're rich or poor, they come back for the education they want the kids to understand. Yeah, so they don't have to do yeah, sure. no, I also think like you come to that point where you have to decide am I my kids gonna be Danish or they're gonna be something no, 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 else? But, but no matter what I, I see crazy. Everyone is coming <laughs> as soon as they make some money and it's all oh, their kids come six or seven look at it, I mean think yeah. about it. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want kids to grow up in New York. You it want them with they real can't value. Wear, they can't wear don't. sneakers that have lights in them because then an active shooter can find them. Yeah, that's Abortion is le- illegal, but MR15s aren't. Now you're comparing it to America. Yeah. And there's many other countries in America, right? America is in America is on decline. You know, it takes a long time to die. They've always been. But you can also compare to other countries in Europe. Or maybe, maybe Asia. Like, is it because we're feeling safe? So safety and education, those combined means that we're just, we can relax. A sense of humor, the level of general intelligence, all those things. It's a much richer society in that sense that you can, whoever you meet in the street is fairly smart. I agree to that because coming back and living abroad for 15 years, the thing I enjoy the most of coming back to Denmark is that every person in the service sector you would meet, you can actually have a conversation with that person about whatever it is that you have to do or you need from that person. Yeah, and you actually, this makes sense, right? Whereas, like, the majority of people everywhere else in the world, you cannot have that conversation. And they mostly, they don't know why it is the rules are the rules, right? So they don't question it, and that's driving me nuts that's better than you know everything else even though i also believe that denmark in the summer is the nice best country. place in the world another thing that's very interesting we have a massive Conclusive public sector, right so people uh, that discuss like big government versus small government all this how much we pay taxes so denmark has a massive taxes means a massive public sector massive government but the thing is it really fucking works exactly. we're probably the most digitized country in the world uh, you can do anything in Denmark from your phone. Pay a gas bill in New York, it'll take three days. It's like living in the oh. 50s in Denmark. So even though we built like a really big machine with thousands and thousands of people working in yeah. the state, Half it the all fucking works. Like, you know, every time we need to do something with our lives that is related to the public, they put out an app and it works. Oh. It's amazing what I can do from my phone. I can move around, I can change bands, I can pay bills, I can whatever, control things. So it's also, like, I think people hate big government for for example, Americans, not to go back to America all the time, but they hate big government, but it's also because it's fucking bad. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't work. And when you go to the DMV, you meet like somebody who doesn't even know how to spell it. That's that small country, big country dilemma, right? Yeah, because any know. country with like a hundred plus million people, the system doesn't work. It, the same logic why an airline with thousands of employees also can't make it work when like small companies can, right? Because it, the scale just fucks everything up. But is it really true? But yeah. what is it so? What France, is it London, I, or, or England? I know they're rather large country, but they're nowhere the size of. No, but they, it works. No, it, really it doesn't work. work. Okay. But if you go to if you go to Netherlands, imagine paying a bill. If you go to France, Holland, I would think it works. Right? If you go to Estonia, many things don't it work. Works. In I think it will work. If you go to Austria, if you go to Switzerland, if you go to like, now we're talking I, about the, the okay, so maybe it's, countries. Yeah, you're still in small countries. In Germany, I can tell you it doesn't work. Yeah. What? It's yeah. too big? You have a lot of 
small African and Asian countries that are on par with us. On yeah, Rwanda. Yeah, Kashmir is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Rwanda is actually like Rwanda is the Switzerland of Africa. Rwanda is the Switzerland of Africa. Watch it in Kigali is very beautiful, but the rest of Rwanda. Is well, well, the rest of Rwanda is half an hour drive, and that's you out of it. But that's I, don't, I wouldn't say it works in Rwanda, but I, I think it's a small I country principle. I think it's a small country principle. You can make it happen in a small country, but if Denmark Denmark was 100 million people, I don't think the system would work. No, we maybe is it from I think it has to do with of course there's also there's a closer proximity to power and everything. It's also the same in Iceland. These smaller societies, of course, have better systems. Don't know when it tips over. I, I disagree with Mick that Holland was more. They're 15 million. I, I would consider them the largest one that I understand works fully. Yeah, but it's still the same as it is everywhere else. Getting a license for something is impossible. They still have some level of corruption. We don't have. We have no corruption. No, we have a lot of Maybe direct corruption. I think Finland is number one, but Denmark's number two or three or something. We can all agree that you can't bribe a public service. No. You get ahead of, the, ahead of the line. It will never happen. Uh, it's happened in Denmark. The whole fishing industry. It probably happened, but it's not. It's not like. But you have to be an advanced briber to understand how to do it. Otherwise, you'll get If you get pulled over and you offer a police officer a thousand kroners, you will go to jail. Yes. That's 100% true. sure. Yeah. But I'm sure you can find other ways if you're smart. Yeah, yeah. And if you know someone, and but it's nowhere near the level you see in other countries. No, that's probably true. So, Morten and Mick, you grew up in rural Denmark <laughs> without running water and electricity. Big yeah, tell us about how was Ukens Denmark, as we call it in Danish. French, French, <laughs> French rice coast. From what, what are you referring cost, to? Cost, is that yeah, all yeah. the way? Yeah. No way. Complete. But I think you. Two, I thought you two knew each other from film. Yeah, when he moved to, I had to move there to get into a school. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the only school That's that accepted. Really bad school. <laughs> <laughs> At low level. Then they started playing a handball. <laughs> You know, that was invented in Denmark. Yeah, I know. What? Orthrop? Okay. I know. Yeah, no, okay, okay, right? Oh, that's good. Yeah. No, okay. Oh. Okay, yeah. So, there, okay in Gensart. So, that's why we're so good at it. Yeah. I think there's seven countries in the world where it's one of the ten biggest sports. No, no, no. <laughs> was it no Mikkel Bertelsen? Mikkel Bertelsen did like a world chart of most popular sports. <laughs> and it was right after wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> And, and he was so pissed about the Danish media because he declared it a world event when Denmark won the, the world champion in April, right? And it's a yeah, nobody knows it. And still, we nobody don't recognize cricket as a sport. <laughs> nobody has ever made The biggest TV events in Denmark is that with the handball. Yeah. Yeah. Like all people in Jutland are just yeah. involved. It's very close to becoming our national sport. Yeah. But you, if you grow, if you grow up outside of Copenhagen or Aarhus, they force you to play handball. Yeah. That's where Morten grew up. That's yeah. his life. Morten did that's, that's the reason yeah. Yassi is even a, a city or a village or whatever you call it today. Just because of these guys. Morten was Danish. living the Danish dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the way. <laughs> Very tight community. You don't yeah. have to be forced. That's the only way to move forward. And but you never considered moving out. You should tell that story because the big thing about handball is these small local communities, how everybody helps. All the parents work at the cantina and stuff. Entire village. It was all handball. It was all about these boys playing every Which Sunday. Which city was this? So that's where you're from. 
That's where I'm from. So it's fine. That's all my parents do is watch Gary Gay play handball every day. <laughs> Why did you stay? Here? In Denmark? Because I love it. I don't want to live anywhere else. And for the exact same reason as Anders said, I feel really proud that, that if you have a single mom with three kids, we as a country take care of her. I really do honestly care about people who otherwise would be forced to struggle more than I realize that they already struggle, but we help them as much as we can. And I, it makes me proud and it makes me feel, I don't care as much about feeling safe, but I, I care that we are a safe country. It's a good place to live. And even the racist, I do have, they, we are a little bit racist now. Right? Yeah, we are. Yeah, absolutely. But I still have like an inner, Connection. I, I have a strong Denmark in me, and that is mainly because I'm very proud how we take care of people in need, or elderly, or sick people, or all of that. But I feel that's also a very Danish thing. We yeah. are. We are, we are very proud. Yeah, yeah, we're very proud. Yeah. But we have. I mean, are we all proud? Are something to be proud? Americans are very proud. I feel like national Germans are very proud. No, not no I Germans are proud at all. No, no. They also have two world wars. Yeah, they have a little thing. Up until five years ago, they wouldn't even see a, day, a German flag. But all like like a lot of these hillbilly countries, as I call them, they're always very proud of their own country. Yeah. Right? They can't stop talking about their own country. Right? I think that's enough. And, and that's a little bit like us as well. Like we're always compared to in Denmark. It's, it's all. It's but very it's proud. also because we're, we we are good at stuff. It's not like we have really good numbers. numbers. We don't. Yeah, we have really good numbers. You don't have to manipulate the the, the league tables. Yeah. <laughs> To make the put Denmark on top of another, I think that's something to be proud of. I'm not a nationalist; I never go around talking yeah. about Denmark. But after I moved back to Denmark, I started talking a lot about how nice Denmark is yeah. because I tried something else, and I was holy shit! This is chaos. Mm-hmm. Like America is fucking chaos. The society disintegrating. Mm. Like it's like the biggest human failure experiment in modern times. And then coming back to Denmark, and everything is just like neat and clean, and everybody's had a shower recently, and people are <laughs> yeah. starving. Yeah, and you need for death. a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, wow, amazing. Yeah. And even just, uh, I guess, you know, maybe a little more sunlight, but... Uh, yeah, but that's it. And, and, then, and the, thing is, the thing is, we don't have the super 100 billionaires, but we have a lot of people who are fairly rich, or at least rich enough to live their lives. So you don't really want a society where you have people with $200 billion and then the vast majority living on the existence. Well, okay, some prefer that. I just think it's weird yeah. in, in, a, in a certain sense. Yeah. Well, it's good and bad, right? You can argue that the biggest companies in the world, who are probably also some of them doing good for mm. planet Earth, comes from a dynamic environment yeah, of course. that is created by extreme motivation, right? Yeah. And we have actually a lot of very mid-sized companies okay. compared to, for example, Sweden has a lot of huge companies. So we are actually like in that middle segment. So we don't have a lot of entrepreneurs in here now around the table, like a lot of entrepreneurs. And again, when you go out and you look at what's going on in other countries and you compare back to Denmark, it surprises me that we are not capable with the security net we have or safety net we have and clever minds that we're simply too comfortable to pursue something, to create something because you can count on one hand the Danish unicorns. But, but, uh, but the, so that whole concept unicorn is also a ridiculous, big measure of competition. If you have a company that's worth $100 million, you're fucking fine. There's yeah, not a lot of those. We need more, that we need no. more unicorns. It's well, just because that, let's not talk unicorns. Let's just say just you know, entrepreneurship. We're pretty good at 
We're, 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 we're like in the middle. We're, we are, we are but that's the depend on what you measure. If you measure on who's creating the most unicorns, is that the no, KPI? No, 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 no. Okay, what's the KPI? That's entrepreneurs like creating companies. We don't create. Cow, cow, cow we, we don't. We look don't up, look at the We don't want to take risks. You don't create enough companies, but then you have to look at which companies. If you are we talking like your well, own grocery can, store? Yeah, it can also be open up a restaurant. Like that's also starting a company. Okay, that could also mean that we are not desperate enough to fucking start doing. No, exactly. Washing. We don't have the hand on the cover because exactly we like. Why would you jeopardize? But is that a better thing no. to be so desperate that you need to do something because you can't get a job? So now, yeah, like washing people's cars and all. Yeah, is is that a measurement of is happiness? That better? Probably is it not. Better to have more startups in that sense. If the startups are fucking grocery stores and, and car washes or is it better to have lesser startups who are trying to actually build companies and when I say companies I talk about you know in what we consider company real company yeah you would probably have argued that it's the future livelihood of what we're going to earn our money on in the future then I would much rather have our situation and than five million car washes yeah overall tendency which like has happened since the 60s or 70s there are Less and less entrepreneurs actually, but also as people who are supporting the society becomes a minority increasingly because you have one million people in the public sector. Mm. So we have five million people in Denmark, right? One million is above sixty, one million is below eighty. Mm. So you have three million in the work sector, work people sector, one million in the in the public sector. So mm. you have two million with three million on their backs. Yeah. They have to support, right? Yeah. And that number is decreasing mm-hmm. in relation in relation to the rest, like older generations, whatnot. And to support that, you have to increase taxes, which Ooh. has happened since the 60s up until now. Right? And we'll which keep you keep have to increase taxes. And there isn't a brain escape. There are people moving away from Denmark. This is not going down. Is it a viable, sustainable model? Right? Or do we need to change something? Because in 50 years, then other countries will have overtaken us because we're just not seeing the necessity now. Everything's going great. But in 50 years, things might have changed. Isn't that what's happening to America right now? They've fucking let polarization happen to the extreme. And you see the result of that now. Right? You, you, you do realize that we are more than a thousand years old and they're 200 years old. Yeah, that's also true. Then it's just because Denmark is a little tiny country with a small capital. And why would you move here if you are the best engineer in the world or the best doctor I mean, in the world. There are there. people who are moving Some here people, but still, nice we're very small. Yeah, but that makes me, like, most of the people who moved here have a connection to Denmark somehow. Either they're married or they... I mean, we must have a ton of scientists because we have some of the best pharmaceuticals in the world and some of the best technology companies in the world, at least in the new place. Yeah. So there must be some smart people here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we educated them ourselves or we need to be able to move here. I don't think that's a measure of anything. Contrary, you can argue that we don't have to have people be moving because our workforce highly skilled and trained. I don't know what the answer is. I'm just saying, you pose the question, is this model sustainable? Yeah. And that I think that's a very interesting question. Okay. Because what... It's super fucking expensive. Mm. And the older generations are getting older and more of them and we're becoming less of us to subsidize it. We're becoming, and probably we're becoming there could be a tipping point where we simply cannot afford the society. The math doesn't work. We just pay too much for what we get. And then that's a huge problem. I don't know what the solution is to it, but... In big screen. Yeah. Easy. That's true. That's easy. That's a problem. 
That has always been what about the answer. Nobody. I think that you're also you're just speaking like somebody living abroad. But I am living. It just works. I mean, we. I didn't move for everything we have talked about. Has actually not been the reason why I moved. Or why I, I didn't you're come. Not back. A big, you're, not, you're not a big lover of paying tax. No, like, fuck that. Like, I would happy to pay taxes. I'm happy with taxes. For me personally, it's very much about how I feel. I feel better than not, not paying taxes. Nothing. It's a good argument. When I think about how I feel about nothing, like it's a really deep, heartfelt, like almost every cell in my body is just like having a party. Yeah. <laughs> you enjoy all the all the freedom and the. Knowing, yeah, knowing that woman with her three childs who's struggling is not getting a dime from me. <laughs> that's you that's yeah. yeah. It gives you warmth in your heart. <laughs> it warms my heart. But it's no. damn hard to get rid of the no. emotion, right? So, so actually, place that like the reason I'm not coming back is that you are coming back. <laughs> well, I, okay, okay, one day. When okay. The Yeah, five or six. Then I come back, maybe. But for the time being, absolutely. But but like the biggest reason for me, all of that doesn't matter. It's eight fucking months of winter that I can't stand. Well, in uh, in five years' time, it will be eight fucking months of forty-five degrees. And then I come back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Denmark is the best place in the summer, yeah. hands down. That is true. But for the rest of the year, I can't fucking stand it. Hey Siri, set an alarm in five years and ask him if he's going back to Denmark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. It, the, there's no doubt the weather sucks. You know how you feel in the summer now these days when you go out and you jump in the ocean, everyone's biking around. Or in the canals in the middle yeah, of the city. Yeah, imagine that just all year round. Yeah. And imagine then that. Yes, all that stuff like the schools and whatnot, but you have money to pay for it, mm-hmm. and you still have extra money. You just have a lot of fun, uh, right? And life is great. Imagine that. I think life is. Okay, so, so, then, but then I'm t- I'm exploring the rest of the world. I'm taking advantage of the yes. rest of the world. Yes. To my advantage. That's yeah. No, yeah. There's no shame in that. Okay, but yes, that's but, a, that's but don't you want your kids to grow up here? They will in the summer. Yeah. But they will get their scoop of Denmark and like culture and education and partly be Danish. I'll indoctrinate them Danish values. But I wouldn't go back to Denmark for them to go through the Danish educational system. I believe and like, go through a Danish winter. I believe they can actually get that as much out in the world. And even with education, like I don't even care if they get the education. Best education is the one you create yourself. We have access to it 24-7. So that's your education, right? So all these things, it's like, yeah, this has to be in place in the system. But a big part of the culture education is also that you learn to take care of people. You learn care. to not only mm-hmm. care about how you're doing, but how you're... The community. Only, it's not only about me. Yeah, community, for sure. Yeah, but that's what you want your kids to learn. Denmark thought we make education free, we'll break the social heritage. Because now everyone who you know came from wherever in the country can get the same opportunities as who has a lot of money. And still today... The social heritage in Denmark is the same as in America, as in Europe, as in any other place. So that doesn't matter. at a very high level, but yeah. Yeah. But we have much higher number of social mobility than the United States. Yeah, but it's not very high. Uh, no, but it's much better than more other developed countries. It's better? Yeah. Yeah. Much It, better. We, yeah. Have, we don't have higher social mobility in the world, but we're pretty up there. And the thing is, social mobility in Denmark, you go from what we call social class five to one. It's, it's, a, it's a short road. But, it's a short road. But, but there's actually, uh, I, saw, I saw the number due to Kassim He was very deep into those. It's pretty scary how little, it, how small the chance is from, uh, going from five to, to two. Yeah, it's, it's very few it's people. Really it's really not. It's really crazy because in Denmark, we, 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 we 
things you could. You would think you could, but you can't. Yeah. No, but I mean, you're massively social conditioned by a lot of things, like where, where you grew up and your family. And you can live in a rich country, like we do, and have a lot of families that are just, they just don't provide for that kind of, they don't, huh? it's, a, it's not a culture. Who's the most famous Dane, more than both? Christian Anderson. Anderson. But and Christian Anderson. I don't think a lot of people actually knows Hans You explain. No, you have to explain what he wrote before they know who Hans is. Yeah, but you have, but there's something against your argument because Chinese kids have to read him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so, Chinese yeah. Kid, so, yeah. One, so they know Hans Christian. know exactly who he is and what he wrote. Yeah. Okay. So he's. So number one. Number one. I would say. But living. Yeah. The Queen. Yeah. Queen living. Most things is the Queen of Denmark. I don't know. No, no, no. They just know there's a queen. It's not the queen of England. Then Sun Pit. (laughs) (laughs) Sun Pit. As being from Greenland, not Danish. No, <laughs> no, but but that's also a very Danish thing. That if you're famous in Denmark, it's way different than being famous in, let's say, England or anywhere. 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 Mm. It's very un-Danish to be famous. Yeah, very. And the thing, and the funny thing is that most people respect that uh, in Denmark. Yeah. yeah. So I know some of these guys, and whenever we are somewhere, people look and they whisper, "Oh, see, that's him over there." Yeah. They never do anything unless they're drunk. 
or uh, on vacation. Which is also kind of <laughs> and like sometimes they're drunk free. on vacation. Yeah. Then it's just vacation. a free pass. If they meet them in another country, they can do it. What? Yeah, what are you doing huh. here? Yeah, uh, what we're we're dating. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, mind you, knew my mom back then. Yeah. So, Mick, you were saying that we are still entrepreneur, entrepreneurial. So, what's the best invention ever coming out of Denmark? Mon can talk from here. Okay, so and they invented something. Didn't they invent What else did we invent? So I just we invented Bluetooth. No, that's the thing. No, Bluetooth was really proud. Yeah, but his name was the Danish king. I thought it was cemented in Aalborg. I think Morten, for before the listeners fall asleep, I think uh, Morten should explain Endingstanken because that is one of the most amazing things that we've come up with. We took it into banking and especially the mortgage loans, but for the rest of it, it's a cooperative. Any country with a brain, all the farmers have to go together and buy the machinery together. There's no reason to own it, all of them, and have a. All this stuff. We, we invented the, the craziest winter. financing system on the planet. Really? It doesn't get any better. The, be, the best what? Mortgage system. Really? The, 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 that's, the, what I, that's what I meant when I said ending is done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I meant. Yeah. 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 Really that's why I looked at you and thought you, were, you would agree yeah. with me. For sure. That's brilliant. Interesting things invented in Denmark. Yeah. Google Maps. Ah, yeah. The loudspeaker. We invented these. Something about the earth. But the Christina bike with a battery. That's a world banger. Yeah. Of course, they will not have the patent, but it changes transportation more than electric cars. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, I'm even thinking about it. You have one, because I have one. We also invented the writing ball, which I don't know what it is, but I think it's the thing that's the tip of a pen. That yeah. Cool the little ball. Yeah. Cool pen. Yeah, I would love to be the inventor of the cool pen. Yeah. <laughs> but there's also, we have a very cool pen. The airplane. We did the airplane. What airplane? No, but wasn't that the right ball? No, no. It's always out the goddamn right ball. We were far. I don't know way before. Who the fuck is Dillahan? But if it you tried to Google that, there's a certain message uh, online, I think that was sent from America. America. But they Ella, so they were trying to write something and only Ella went through and then they thought and the other end they said, hello. Oh, hello. Try to Google it. <laughs> the truth machine over there. We were the first with free sexual publication. <laughs> Okay, Denmark was the first country to abolish slavery. Oh, also in our colonies? The colonies, yeah. And it was because the guy well, they from Scholten, he, uh, he got sleeping and got married with the local... Uh, free sex. He then no, he was gave married. all the, the, the slaves their freedom. That's what they threatened to kill him. The kids and all, and then after that, of course, they freed all the slaves. Yeah, yeah, but he was married in Denmark at the same. He was married. He had two yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He was living in Denmark yeah. with a white kid, and then he had a black woman. Over the years, Denmark has also become the food capital of the world. What's the best restaurant? Oh. In my opinion, the best restaurant in Copenhagen is called Misson. I think that's the best restaurant in Copenhagen right now. Wow, I've been there. I had great, great food, but I wasn't blown away. Like. 
No, but considering we have three star Michelin restaurants, well, okay. experiences yeah. that you've like, Gera- I, I, I've eaten at Geranium and Noma within the past few years, and I think I like Geranium more. That's probably one of the best. Is it better than Cipriani? The scene is not as good as Cipriani's, but the food was pretty fucking amazing. It, it was one of the best meals I've had in my life. Hmm. Like it was, but the food scene is insane. Are you talking in restaurants or at the time I made you begin with bacon? Is that in the competition? Because maybe it's the best restaurant meal you've had in your that's life. That's true. But you never made me that. You've only made me the mix sandwich. Oh, so that's true. That's the only thing I can Ham enjoy. and uh, scrambled eggs and avocado and a ton of mayonnaise. But I would actually uh, say that also because yeah, shiny know. white toast. No, better, no, 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 no. better experience even though the setting was hard, like fun, like yeah, weird. weird but the, the food, food was just like, spot on it's so and, insane and, and you would have like where in Ghana that you would have a soup and this is best soup I've had in my, <laughs> my own life even soup. Had, it wasn't even soup and this is <laughs> this is the best bread I've had my entire life, yeah. right? So you'd have guaranteed two or three experiences yeah, where it would just be the best of that you've ever tasted yeah. in your life, right? Yeah. You also pay for it, but that fuck, like, that happened. No, I agree. It was unbelievable, but you can but you can find restaurants that's popping out now, made, and it's at I don't know why it's not like that with drinking, but Noma alumni, the yeah. former yeah. Noma yeah. restaurants, prop literally there's 15 or 20 or maybe 25 restaurants in Copenhagen really good restaurants run by former Noma alumni mm. they have this culture they also have 90 alumni per course yeah, well of course they have a lot of people yeah, go through and, and, which I love I love yeah, but it's not obviously the stashiers that go out of the restaurants it's often the sous chef or the head chef mm-hmm. and they've had so many amazing chefs trained by René mm. that go out and make these amazing things. Yet, happened. Korean eatery in Ransoskel is unbelievable. World class Michelin star mm. Korean food in a small room in Ransoskel now. Mm. That's normal alumni. Mm. And it happens all the time. The whole base thing. Superpower. Everything. That's the first guy to break free. Yes. That's also Christian Baumann, also former Noma. So it's pretty amazing, actually. Mm-hmm. So is the man. I, I just think you cannot underestimate the impact Noma has had, also on a global scale. Like he was on the chart front of Time Magazine twice. Did I say Like it's the same. Everybody knows this guy that restaurant. So I think maybe he's the world's most famous thing. Yeah, it could be. But then again, everyone knows. But I mean, people wouldn't know a lot of stuff, but they would know Norman. Yeah, but they don't know him. Yeah, they don't know him. That's true. He's the that's the most famous restaurant. And also, I'm pretty sure more people know Game of than Norman. Just want to say. Talking to a broader segment. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. True, 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 true. But when I was there, they had an obsession with mold. So I ate. Everything was moldy. Oh, just because they thought that was like something new they discovered. Apparently, mold is healthy and you can eat in the right proportion. What is mold? In milk. Milk. Oh, great. So they had this. Uh, Probably you saw that uh, fantastic fun on Netflix. And, uh, okay, fuck. Yeah. So, uh, so I just ate mold. Oh, I was so bad at the end, I, had to, I was spitting my food. <laughs> <laughs> the napkin. Now, and this is a mold. You didn't do that when I showed you the mix. No, you didn't. Everything was just mold. It was just, and here's the, a molded uh, fish, and here's a uh, potato, and all the white stuff that's mold. <laughs> and now we have 
Now no on this, on this chicken. chicken. On, on this, this, <laughs> this strawberry is not a mold. You have to lick off the mold. <laughs> don't eat the strawberry. No, 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 no. This is mold on a rock. We have to lick the rock before the mold. It's just a teaspoon of mold. No taste, just mold. This we call that. This we call this we call a line of mold. Sniffing and now we're We'll be serving a very moldy drink. This little balloon, gin and mold. This little balloon of mold. You have to inhale. Yes, it was. It was a very weird really experience. I mean, uh, I, I, I hear it's better normally than I think what I experienced. One thing we don't have in Denmark, which is so weird, we don't have good sushi. Which is weird because we have great fish. Yeah, great fish. We uh, did have a sushi time. The old Japanese couple. I think they died now. But they, we don't have any Japanese. Didn't that place in Tall Helen went for the best sushi restaurant in the world? I don't Look it up. think so. What's it called? Sushi uh, <laughs> No, try and look it up on your tooth <laughs> machine. Sushi <laughs> The tooth machine. <laughs> <laughs> it was like 53 stars. It wasn't that it sushi Vietnamese so restaurant out in Tall Helen. No, but it's <laughs> the Chinese Vietnamese Japanese yeah, restaurant. Listen, it was a little. No, there's a it's eighteen counter cedar sushi restaurant now in Kony. The guy who came back from Japan two years ago after training there for I went to that one. Yeah. Good? Yeah. I just didn't like it. No, I'm saying I went there. It was a Danish take on sushi made in the traditional Japanese sushi restaurant. But okay. if you've been to Japan yeah. and you're yeah. Michelin star sushi restaurant in Japan and you compare that to this, it's just like it's, it doesn't come close. That doesn't say that it was still yeah, like very, very much oh, like... I've, I've been to several sushi places in Japan that weren't really good. That weren't really good? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely not the best sushi I've ever had. And, and but it's, if you go to a good restaurant, they don't serve sushi. No, like sushi is actually a later invention. It wasn't mm. like something Chinese said in the early days. But I agree. I wasn't impressed either with those restaurants. But for what they're trying to create with the sushi restaurant, Michelin Star Sushi Restaurant in Japan, I would still say there's nothing there that see the preparation and the quality is much better than the Japanese one. I mean, sushi restaurants in New York have tried some I went to Shintaro in LA. Yeah. That was incredible. Where wasn't we went after? We ran the marathon. Yeah. Cool. Which was a fucking yeah. cool that sushi restaurant. Yeah. Where did you run? In New York. In New York. It was the, the restaurant the where uh, Kill Bill, where Uma Thurman has a scene where basically there's hundreds of ninja warriors jumping at her and they're in this oh, hall. I don't, I don't know what Kill Bill The movie, Kill Bill Tantino. It was in that hall. I stopped at the, at the first Pulp Fiction was mine. I remember. They and came down, it, they came down with not, not, not the edamame in a bowl, but like a tree. 
like a yeah, bonus yeah. day in the pot where they had then salted or steamed and salted the entire plant, the not just the beans. <laughs> and then you could pluck the beans off the from the Remember they had that massive mm. ice butter that yeah. melted every yeah. evening, so everything was fresh. And then the temperature was perfect for the entire And then, and then Anders away. orders like an ensemble of Kobe and beef. <laughs> they were like $50. square. <laughs> Yeah, the food's in New York. All the kitchens in the world. Like, it's like you can have the <laughs> best Indian, the best Italian, the best. We don't mm-hmm. have that here. No. We have, what do you call the it? No, the Nordic food. The Nordic food. What is, well, so, what are we, where, where is it that we shine? With the, where, what is this Nordic food? I think, I think I'm no food historian or anything, uh-huh. but my take on it is they took this idea of using local produce to the next level. You've always had seasonal cooking. It's, you eat pine nuts and you eat a Danish country. And it's just, it took that to an extreme. It's more than that. It's also a philosophy of how we're going to eat in the future. Because we can't transport. We can't, we have to stop eating avocados because they travel 6,000 miles. It makes no sense. They go forage. And then mm-hmm. you see, now you see like, Svabik in Sweden, which is a two-star Michelin, you know. Yeah. But that's what they do. That's also the coolest way of cooking. You can just grab something, make something out of it. Yeah, it's like have it on, wrap it, and put it in the oven. <laughs> As I do. <laughs> you don't make your own pasta. I get, I get, I get it on. Uh, buy it online. You buy it online. You get it online from uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> He's the only guy who orders do spaghetti. Do you make your own pasta? He's the only guy who orders spaghetti bolo on what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how I would make it. And then they ask them do to you put make ba- your bacon own pasta? Uh, Did you yeah. actually make the pasta? Do you cook the pasta? I've I mean, never made my own pasta. Okay, that's good. But I, I do mean, know people who do make yeah, their own pasta. That's kind of fucking nerdy. And yeah, they, have, like, they don't know to, what to do with their time. That's insane. It's insane, but it's still... You can just go to Toronto. You can definitely and taste, pasta you can t- taste the difference. I made vongole for the first time in my life. Okay. Nice. With, the, with the what kind of fish? I made it with Jernmuskinger. Yeah. That's the traditional, oh, so very yeah. small mussels. Uh, mm-hmm. and just need use a lot of olive oil uh, and garlic and parsley and chili. And then put it on opal. And then no, why well, don't put it on opal? You do the pasta and you have some killer bread. So you can just yeah. like... And white wine. It has white wine and lemon in it as well. Okay. Excellent. Can you taste those mussels? They just give salt, so you pour a little bit of the, also you put a little bit of pasta water in it. It's excellent. Do you excellent. do that because you've seen it on TV or because it actually has an effect? I think so much about food that when I wake up in the morning, I think <laughs> about what I have, what I have for dinner. And I can think about it the whole day. And I woke up yesterday morning and, and something so crazy. Really try to make for the first time that I've made it a long way. I've been living for a year in the countryside where there's no Uber Eats, there's no Vod, there's nothing. Ah, the restaurants are only open. It's Emerson Prime, but you can't order food on Emerson Prime. But then, and the restaurants are only open in the weekends, but not in the winter. That's in the middle of nowhere. Francie and I, my wife, we eat, have, eat we a have, lot of mold. We have cooked every meal three times a day for a year now. Right, so yeah. That's a little too much for me. Yes, I do I, like a restaurant. I, and I hate cooking. Sometimes I go to Lisbon. Sometimes I go to Lisbon and we eat, of course. So you're living in your country? Seven oh, times a week. Buy something? At least seven times a week we cook for ourselves. Yeah. 
I do it to de-stress. And, and I, uh, so I, how it started for me. But the only time when I don't think about when I masturbate. No, I get more stressed from cooking. I get more yeah, stressed from cooking. Yeah, but then when I eat it, it's much better. Yeah. Right. So for sure, I enjoy eating it, but cooking is fucking stressful. No. Yeah. It takes your mind off things. No, I I, 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 why, why do I have to stand there and chop things for 45 it's minutes? Amazing. It's meditative for me. No, it's not meditative. It's better than ayahuasca. <laughs> I just stand. I can just stand. Like this this for meditating. And I love making the whole thing come together. But that being said, after a year, I do feel I can really make some decent food. Really good food. I remember Francie being a pretty decent chef. And I got a thermomix, which is a kitchen machine that basically every <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, it's about there. Does it do? Yeah. This podcast is sponsored by Tamil. <laughs> what does it do? What the does ML, new ML6 order now. <laughs> what does it do? Oh, what, the right question. The right, the right question is what doesn't it do? <laughs> I'm happy you asked that, but the new this, this, this machine, most restaurants have this machine. What does it do? It is the most consistent. Result and result you can create. So therefore, like restaurants use it because they can't do it better themselves. Because But what does it do? What the fuck does it do? It's huge. It's not something you want in your kitchen. Let me put it that way. But you have yours in the kitchen. It, that's not huge. No, it's not pretty, but it's not huge. You could easily have it on your desk in the kitchen. <laughs> you have your coffee machine. It's not Davis design. It looks like yeah, it's not designed. Four back. But then get this: you can't buy it online without. You can't buy it in any shop. You can't buy it in any shop. This special code. Code. Here, Tamo makes slash the honest podcast to get five percent off of your second purchase. Jump the line and go to jump the line. Get new thermotechnology. Order now and you get the free cheese knife. Straight knife. Thanks guys for joining this episode of the Honest Podcast. Was it live? It was live. No. After this commercial for Tamomix, things just escalated and it was no longer possible to extract any useful meaning from the conversation. Which is how most Danish dinners end, by the way. I hope you got to know the Danes a bit better after listening to this episode. And I hope you get to meet one of us someday. And if you do, don't be afraid to crack a joke. We love joking about others and ourselves and not being too serious about it. Maybe that's what makes us so happy. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard, please share with friends or random people in general so they too can waste their time listening to golden nuggets of life with from your host, Henrik Silmer. Join us next month for another episode of The Honest Podcast.